Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. I wanted to share with you about the importance of baptisms because today we're celebrating water baptisms. I think water baptisms are... Uh, they're one of the more special times in the, in the life of a church. Uh, you know, we know that success in life comes from wisdom. Uh, and wisdom is the correct way to apply knowledge to your life. Wisdom comes from God, but it also comes through experiences. If you, uh, if you hit your nose against the wall, you kind of learn the lesson, right? Wall is hard, nose is not. And so you stop hitting the wall. You got a good experience. That's a good teacher. That's a good teacher. Yeah, good experience. Well, uh, you know, the, the great thing about life is that you don't have to be the one that always hits the wall. Amen. In other words, you can learn from the experiences of other people. In fact, that is a better way to go, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, just learn from other people's mistakes, and you won't have to make them yourself. Amen. But, of course, it's also great to learn from other people's successes so that you can also replicate them. Either way, we have an enormous resource at our disposal through other people. And so that's why the Bible is a, it's a, it's, it's a compilation of the experiences of hundreds of people. And God has placed them in a book called the Bible so that we can learn from them. And so today we want to learn from a great prophet of God. His name is John the Baptist. And from John, we learn the value of water baptism. And I want you to look uh, with me at Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Uh, Matthew 3, 1 through 6, it says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who, spoke, who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out uh, to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of, of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him Jordan River. If there's one thing that we know about John is he's the baptizer, right? He baptized people in water, and that's hence his name, John the Baptist. Uh, the, the, the main task of John the Baptist was to prepare the way of the Lord, calling everyone to repentance in order to open up the doors to the kingdom of God. Now, now the word the kingdom of God, uh, you know, and the kingdom of heaven are, are the same thing. Uh, the, the exception is that in Matthew, he uses the word, you know, the kingdom of, of heaven. And the reason is because he was talking to, and they didn't want to take the name of God in vain, so they used the kingdom of heaven in replacement of it. And so, you know, the, there, was a, there, there was this this kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God are, are both uh, kind of synonymous in the scriptures. And so uh, when we talk about about John, he came talking about the fact 
that baptism opens the door to God's kingdom. Somebody should say amen. Amen. Now, the reason you're not saying amen yet is because of what you're going to discover in a few minutes. Because people don't realize what baptism is. It isn't about going into the water, you know, dry and wet. There's more to it than that. And there's a reason why Jesus wants all of us to be baptized in water. And today we're going to discover that through this man, John the Baptist. And the third, first thing you need to understand is that water baptisms opens the door to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is not a geographical area. It's not an earthly government. It isn't even the church, for that matter. The kingdom of God is wherever God rules. That's what the kingdom of God is. Wherever he rules, that is the kingdom of God. The kingdom is an authority. It is a power. When John says the kingdom has, of God is at hand, he is declaring that God's rule, God's authority, God's power is present now among us to conquer, to restore everything that the enemy has stolen from us. And so when, he, when we learn that baptisms opens the door to God's kingdom, We're talking about the fact that baptism opens the door to God's authority and to God's power in our life. And those things that have tried to encroach upon our life, those things that Satan has tried to rob from us, can be restored to us in the name of Jesus Christ. So the kingdom of God is a spiritual reality. And, And now because of God's rule... Darkness can be overcome. Death can be defeated. And evil can be eradicated. And the curse can be made powerless. And uh, what opens the door to God's kingdom in the heart of a person is repentance accompanied by water baptism. Water baptism is more than simply a religious ritual or a tradition. It is a spiritual dynamic that paves the way to the new thing that God wants to do in the life of every person that comes to the waters of baptism. Repentance is confirmed by water baptism. Is this going to work better? Repentance is confirmed by water baptism. It opens the door to the rule of God and to God's authority and power in the life of all who get baptized. This is the reason why the Lord Jesus makes the following declaration in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. He said to to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized. No, whoever believes and is baptized. Whoever believes and is baptized. Notice that it's not just believing, but it's also baptism. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Now that is a powerful declaration. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now we know that faith without works is dead, right? Therefore, faith must be confirmed through action. In other words, you prove what you believe by what you do. You prove what you believe by your actions. 
So if you believe in Jesus Christ, then take the step. So if you believe, then get baptized. You see, our faith is ratified through our actions. He who believes and makes the step of obedience or takes the step of obedience and is baptized, he will be saved. Now, now I know people ask me, well, Pastor, are you saying that baptism saves? No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, baptism by itself does not save. It is faith through grace that saves. But that faith is validated through water baptism. We see this illustrated by the thief that was crucified next to Jesus. Remember, Jesus said to him, hey, today you're going to be with me in paradise. So we understand that salvation does not require water baptism. But I guarantee you this, if that man had a little more time, he would need to be baptized. So it isn't, it isn't an excuse of, oh, you don't need to be baptized. Rather, is hey, I don't have time to be you know, It's pretty hard to get baptized when you're being crucified, right? So Jesus said today, you're going to, because of your faith, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be with me in paradise. But, but if, 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 he were, if he were able to step down from the cross and had some time, then he would also need to be baptized. Everybody with me? Because you see, your faith is validated by your actions. And so when you believe, then you take the step of faith because, you see, when you say, I believe in Jesus Christ and I'm receiving him as, as my Lord and Savior and I am going to live for him the rest of my days, then Jesus says, okay, then prove it. You see, today we're, we're changing definitions, right? Even of marriage and stuff. But I'm, I'm the old-fashioned type, so just bear with me a little bit, okay? Now, you know, back in the day, it used to be that a man would come to a woman and say, hey, I want to be with you. And the woman would say, well, then marry me. Amen. Amen. Come on. See, 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 today we got kind of a middle ground today. You know, that, that, that illustration doesn't work that well. But, but this is the thing, right? A woman says, you, you love me? Then prove it. You want to be with me? Get married. Step up to the altar. Come on. Let's go find Nestor. Yeah, are you with me? So Jesus is saying, you believe in me, then take the step. Get baptized. I want you to do a public declaration that you love me. And that public declaration is, hey, I am identifying myself with Christ. And to do that, you come to the waters of baptism to do that. Hallelujah. So today, I want to answer three questions about water baptism that will help us to understand why Jesus wants, to, wants every believer to be, to be baptized. First, what is the meaning of baptism? Well, water baptism illustrates two things. One, it illustrates the burial and resurrection of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, it says, Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he was raised on the third day. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, the apostle Paul says that when we are joined to Christ in his death, we are uniting ourselves also in his resurrection. So we die with Christ, but we also live through Christ. Amen. Look at what the Bible says. For we were buried, buried uh, with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life. You come to new life because you died you died spiritually, and now you're coming to life. Now, at Dayspring, we baptized in the same way 
that they did in the Bible times. We submerge a person totally under the water. Why is that? Because it is the best illustration of a burial and a resurrection. Just as Christ died and was buried for three days, uh, then rose again, we also die to ourselves and we are buried in water through baptism. And when we come out of the water, we are resurrected into new life. See, it is a spiritual dynamic. And what you're saying is, listen, today I'm making a confession before everybody that I am dying to my old self, my old way of living, my old man is going to die, and now I'm coming up, and now I'm saying to everybody, I am a new creation. I am living again. I'm born again. I'm living for Christ. Second, baptism illustrates my new life as a believer. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In the Bible, every believer was baptized. And let me say that again because it just flew over your head a little bit. But in the Bible, every believer was baptized. See, today we have people that wait like 10 years to be baptized, right? But listen, and, and I'm not criticizing, there's probably reasons why, but in the Bible, every believer was baptized. It was automatic. They were baptized as soon as they gave their hearts to Christ. The eunuch, you know, that hears the good news and he, he's, he's in his, he, you know, he's, he's, he's going in his car and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, this prophet, is, is evangelist, is invited to come and he talks to him. And then he says, hey, based on what you just told me, there's water. What keeps me from being baptized? And he said, nothing. Come on, let's go. And he was baptized right there and then. So baptism was automatic in the, in the New Testament. Second question, why are we baptized in water? Well, the answer is because it is a mandate of the Lord. The, the Bible says in Matthew 28, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. There's three things I see in this text. Number one, go. This is evangelism. Uh, be witnesses of Jesus Christ. No one can be saved without the human agent of somebody coming to you and telling you about Christ. That's what makes church so powerful. This isn't about some spiritual entity. This is about people sharing their faith with other people that produces transformation. See, we, you might be sitting there, sitting there thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not important in the kingdom of God. You're very important because without a human agent, there is no salvation. Without a human agent, there is no salvation. Without somebody sharing the good news, there is no salvation. And so when you share the good news with somebody, you become an agent of God for salvation to happen in the life of that person. Now, that is powerful. That's big. That's big. Uh, that's the mandate. Go. Then, baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Baptism is the starting point. It is the beginning of a new life. When we are baptized, we commit ourselves to live now for Christ. And the third thing is teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. This is discipleship. Teaching uh, people how to live in this new way of life. Third question. What are the benefits of being baptized in water. And here's where I wanted to get to. That's why I was rushing through the first two. Because I think uh, this, is, this is one of the areas that, you know, I've been a Christian for a long, long time. Since I've been in ministry 30 years, you can imagine now how long I've been saved. Uh, don't ask me how old I am. I'm really young. Uh, 
Um, but, but I wanted to get to this because I think a lot of times we overlook this part of what are the benefits of water baptism. And so today I want to talk to you about three benefits of water baptism. Okay. Uh, number one, batter, water baptism is, is the gate that opens you up to something that God has for you. See, water baptism opens doors to the supernatural acts of God in your life. And we see that there are three things that happen in baptism. The first is this. Baptism opens or paves the way for God's blessing in your life. It paves the way for God to bless you. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, I know that cursory reading of that text may not say much to you, but I'm going to tell you this is a power-filled text because uh, one of the things that happens when a person is baptized is that their, their hearts will begin to experience the pleasure of God. The first thing that happens is that you will experience the pleasure of God. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't know. I don't know of any other person you want to please more than God. And I don't know if anybody can, can, can give you more in terms of relational connections than God. And when he is pleased with you, that's a good thing. Listen to me. When he's pleased with you, that's a good thing. I don't know any parent here. When your kids please you, that's a good thing for them. Because all of a sudden, your wallet opens up wide. All of a sudden, things happen. Are you with me? When you're pleased with somebody, things happen. There's this openness to bless the other person. There's a giving. There's this, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to do whatever I can because, you know, you please me because I love you. Because now I'm going to bestow upon you my favor. And God's favor, it's awesome thing. Now, there are some people that you know that you have found favor with. They kind of like you. And if that person happens to be at a position that, that can open doors for you, it's good to have favor with them. Because eventually they will open up doors for you. You see, if people like you, they invite you to their house and they sometimes feed you. You see, it's good to have the favor of people. Isn't that right? When you find favor, all of a sudden, doors that were closed begin to open up. Now, see, this is what happens. You have favor, and all of a sudden, this person, this person in this position, he, he comes and he says, hey, 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 come over here. You know, and, and you found favor with that person. He then begins to introduce you to people that are higher up that you would never know unless this guy opened that door for you. It's good to have God's favor. 
You see, when you're baptized, God, God says, you know what? I'm going to bless you. And there's a spiritual dynamic of blessing that comes to your life because you're going to feel not only joy, but you're going to feel the satisfaction of having obeyed God. And there's nothing better in life than feeling that you have done something good, that we are on our way towards really the fulfillment of God's will for our life. Boy, and when you open yourself up to that, your life will begin to experience blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing because when God is pleased with you, all of a sudden, man, the blessing just follows you wherever you are. Listen, I've been in this now for a little bit, and I'm going to tell you that there's nothing like God's blessing, and you need it. I don't have all the time to digress and talk about all those things today, but, but just know this, that the first thing that happens when you get baptized is you open yourself up to God's blessing. Second, second thing is water baptisms opens the door to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It opens the door to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Acts that on the day of Pentecost, the crowd that had gathered because of the noise they heard because they were speaking in other tongues and there was a loud noise. You, got, you have to realize that, that the baptism, uh, that the day of Pentecost was a noisy day. It wasn't a quiet situation. It wasn't like, okay, they, we always think, oh, they were in the upper room, you know. Yeah, they were hiding. But afterwards, it was a, it was a noisy place. They were speaking and screaming in tongues. There were sounds of rushing mighty winds. There were, you know, tongues of fire all over people's heads. This was not a silent, secret situation. This was something that was very visible, and people came to see it. And when they came, then they asked the question, what does this mean? And Peter then stands up, and he begins to explain to them that this is what the prophets had said. That would happen. This is a fulfillment of God's promise to everybody that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when Peter finishes his discourse, the people said, what can we do? And this is Peter's response. Notice in Acts chapter 2. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, you didn't get that. At first, he said, look. He said, look, 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 look. First, you need to repent and be baptized. And then, you're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Look at that. It's right there in the Bible. Look, it says, repent, every one of you, and be what? Baptized. Be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, then guess what? Then it opens up the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to fill you with power. Not only are you going to be saved and go to heaven, but now I'm going to give you power to live a victorious life now. 
I'm going to give you power so that you can live victoriously today. So that you don't live defeated lives, but victorious lives. I'm going to give you power over the demons of hell. I'm going to give you power so that in my name you can pray for the sick and they will recover. I'm going to give you power so that you can move in my name or in this world, in the world of darkness, and overcome it in the name of Jesus Christ. God is wanting to do that in your life. He says, I'm going to give you power. And what opens up? What opens up the possibilities of you being baptized with the Holy Spirit is you be baptized in water. And third, third thing. Water baptisms opens the door to healing and deliverance. It opens the door to healing and deliverance. One of the most graphic descriptions that we have is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized. Did you hear that? All were baptized. Now, you've got to understand that the, that the Old Testament is, 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 is filled with symbols and types of that which was to come. So the baptisms that we know in the New Testament uh, had its original beginnings in the Old Testament, right? And so we, we find this, this pattern of God saying, look, look, baptism, that baptism started a long time ago. It, isn't, it didn't start with John. No, notice that when people of Israel came out of the, uh, of the Red Sea to join Mo- Moses, the Bible says that they were baptized in the sea. It's important to remember that those who had been set free from the Egyptian bondage now come to the Red Sea driven by the pursuers. And when they reach the other side of the sea, the pursuers continued to follow them. But the waters covered them up, thus totally cutting them from the pursuit. In other words, that everything that was the old way of life, the pursuers were coming to do what? To take them back to slavery. They were coming to take them back to bondage. But there in the sea, they were buried by the Lord so that there is a cutting off of the past so that now you live a new life so that now the bondage of the past gets broken and now you are free to live in the freedom that Jesus Christ wants to give you. In the same way, when we are baptized and we come out of the water of baptism, we enter into new life. But what many people don't realize is that at the same time, all the things, all the bondages, all the sicknesses that had, that had a hold on us in the past are also broken at the same time. The curse is broken. The chains are broken. They are broken because of the power of Jesus Christ. And because of his resurrection, it is the resurrection of Christ that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing of God that breaks the yoke. And so when you are baptized and you come out, you also need to know that you are now free. And not only are you free, you are free from the past. Whatever has been trying to hold you down is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, you have to appropriate yourself from it, but it is broken by faith in the name of the Lord. And you now can live a life that is now free in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you get excited about that, but I do. Because you see, because you see, because you see, all of us had some kind of bondage. 
All of us have some kind of stronghold, whether it was emotional or whether it was physical or whether it was whatever it was. We all have had those but 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 Jesus Christ took those at the cross and he paid the price so that you can be free and you can be free today in the name of Jesus the enemies that were pursuing were now taken care of by by, by the Lord they 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 they, they were they, they were no longer able to chase them anymore they no longer could pursue them anymore uh, he who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed. The new has come. The things of the world are left behind. The old ways of living are left behind. The strongholds of the past are broken. So that you can live a new life today. In the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you see, water baptism isn't just a Christian ritual. Water baptism is a spiritual dynamic. So those of you that are going to be baptized today, you're going to experience this. And I want to pray that all of us that have been baptized in the past that may have not appropriated themselves to these things, that you can also appropriate yourself of these things as well in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.